Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Loud Outdoors. Coming to you from the living room. Got the feet up, sitting in the recliner, just kind of chillaxing. We've been out and about today. It's cold outside. Wind's cold. It's can't decide whether it's going to be spring or winter still. So we're kind of hung up in the middle. So we are uh, just taking our time today. We've been out and done our grandparent duty by picking up some kids at school and we went and voted, and that's kind of what prompted this message I'm going to share with you. We went over to our polling place, which is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. We we live in Lincoln County in Oklahoma, and we live right on the edge of uh, the northern edge of Lincoln County. And so we have to travel a little ways to where we're supposed to vote. And it's a, a volunteer firehouse out in the middle of nowhere. So uh, we pull in there, and I mean, the moment we walk through the door, Rhonda goes nuts. And it's not because we're there to vote. She's spies over in the corner a baby goat in a little pen, just kind of like what you'd have your puppy. You know, like take your puppy to work day. Well, this apparently was take your goat to the voting booth day. So she goes over and is playing with this dumb goat. And she's like, this thing, she's got it all over. She's just a loving on it. And all I'm doing is saying no, 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 no. So this guy's telling her, oh, yeah, I got some. And he says, I sell some. I raise some. He's telling her where he lives so she can come and look at him. And, oh, Lord. So we're, you're going to have to pray for us over that. But it prompted something. I had a message that's been laid back for quite a while from our friends uh, there at Rutherford Cattle Company. And, and it, it after watching her with that little goat today, it kind of prompted this message. So I, I titled this, and I, this, is, this is one from Bubba Rutherford at Rutherford Cattle Company, but I titled this, nurturing life and of course he titles these a little pasture preaching so uh, i, I want to share with you a little story uh, that he's put together here and he's talking about his daughter kate uh, and she's planning on becoming a vet I, I don't really know how old kate is she's a younger girl but she's planning on becoming a vet and of course you know she's being raised on a ranch working cattle ranch so you know she's got a lot of knowledge of things already in her life so all her life, Bubba says, that he's brought home a lot of orphan calves, you know, where mama didn't make it. So he brings home an orphan. And, and she has always been a trooper and nurtured some of them back to life. Some have not made it, but she never quit. Kate has her own little herd out in the pasture. And even though they were not raised on a bottle at the same time, they all hang together in their little group as they know, it's like they know their Kate's calves. So this little calf came off a Gray Bramer cow that one of my buyers had bought about a month ago. Now this is, I'm not sure how old this story is, but it's wintertime. The mother came in and was not traveling very well, so I ran her up the chute. I checked her out and I determined that she had a joint problem and I knew she would not make the trip to the slaughterhouse because of her condition. So I decided to reach inside her and found out she was eight months bred. Now that's when I determined to bring her home and to see if we might could get a calf out of her and hopefully it would be a heifer calf, and sure enough it was. Well, the cow did fine till, till the last cold snap, and she didn't make it through it. So as Bub and his wife are out enjoying a, a Friday evening riding around the pastures in their toasty, warm little Polaris, they find this little, little heifer calf next to the mama. So Bubba chases her down, and he, and he put her in the side this this uh, warm uh, Polaris that they have, and, and, and his wife calls Kate to get a bottle ready. They're going to bring his calf home. Obviously, she's needing some food. So now the calf was very standoffish. 
would not have a lot to do with anybody because she did not know what to expect. Now, this calf being two to three weeks old, she was already used to running through the pasture, being beside her mama, uh, you know, being in the elements, being in the wet, being in the cold. And now she's in the heat thinking these humans are not nice. All this calf knows is when humans come up, mama runs off, and now this calf is in their garage. So Kate had her hands full trying to get this little heifer to nurse, but with some patience and perseverance, this little calf begins to love Kate, just like she would a mama cow, as Kate's feeding her, taking care of her, nurturing her. Well, that's the way it is with Christ. You might have been in the elements of life. Maybe you've been out in the wet. Maybe you've been out in the cold. Maybe, maybe you've been out in the rough side, living your way, running loose, wild and free. But the Spirit of God had always been tugging at you a little bit. You don't just want to drink from his word, though. You know, it's, it's, you're kind of like that calf. You're a little standoffish. You know, maybe, maybe you feel the tug of God on your heart, but you're not yet ready to commit to that. So you're a little standoffish rather than taking the nurturing life that he's being offered to you. Maybe you go to church. Maybe you listen to it for a few minutes and, and then you leave, not really changed. But you feel like in your heart, well, I've done my, my due justice. I've done my duty. I've been to church. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to go to church. Well, that's, that's, not, that's not all of it. <laughs> not all of it at all. So if you think you can get enough on a Sunday morning to carry you through the week, you're only fooling yourself. Listen, most of you who know me or have seen pictures of me, you know I'm a kind of a big guy. And I make this statement a lot when I preach. I didn't get to the condition that I am in my size by eating one time a week. Uh, that wouldn't happen. Uh, this guy feeds himself every day. Now, I don't eat as much as one might think, but for whatever reason, I'm a big guy. But what I'm saying is this. Physically, a person can't survive on one day a week. And neither can you spiritually. You will starve to death spiritually if all you're doing is a Sunday service. If you're not nurturing yourself throughout any other time of the week, if you're not getting in His Word, if you're not spending time with the Lord, you're going to starve to death spiritually, and it's not going to be a pretty sight. Now, with that said, this is Brother writes again, he said, with that said, if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, or even a teacher, and you think the local church body can get enough word from you preaching or teaching on a Sunday morning, and you don't need any discipleship for your people, your buildings become nothing more than a revolving door. And, and, it's, and it's full of skeletons because they're not going to be nurturing themselves. They can't survive on that one meal a week spiritually. You will always live confused until you do just like Kate's calf and you realize that the Spirit of God is wanting you to know that everything you ever wanted is in following Him. Everything you've ever needed in life is through relationship with Christ. Everything you need to survive the tough times in life is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just that simple. You, you want nurturing life. You want the life-giving substance that will sustain you through hard times. It's spending time with the Lord. It's being in relationship with Him. He has everything that you need just simply by following Him, surrendering to Him and committing to Him. The Bible says, For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 13 says much about this. In verse 8 it says, But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. goes on to say, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
recognizing his power, his authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 says, For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. Verse 11 says, For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will not be disappointed in his expectations. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord is Lord over all of us, and he is abounding in riches, blessings, for all who call on him in faith and prayer. Verse 13, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. We've got many people today who simply repeat a sinner's prayer. But all they've done is mouthed some words. They've not truly accepted Christ. There's a big difference. There's a big difference in saying this little prayer. I, I get kind of annoyed over the, you know, just repeat this little prayer after me. And because you've said these words, we believe that, that, that you know, you're saved and you're going for your eternal life secure. I struggle with that because there's a difference in mouthing words and accepting something in our heart. The acceptance is the key element. The, the Bible says in, in, in John 3.16, one of the most quoted scriptures of all time, for whosoever believes, that word believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Notice that that word is plural. Every passage of scripture you look at, every version of the Bible you want to look at, that word believes is written in plural form. It's not believe one time. It's not believed as you did it once. It is believes. And if you go back into the Greek and Hebrew writing, there's some important focus on this word because the word believes doesn't even exist in, the, in that language, in the language that the Bible was originally written in. What it states is it's a process word. It's an ongoing event. So in other words, where it says believes, it's, it means that I continually, I always, I will continue to, it's a process. It's not something I did once. It's not a little prayer that I mouthed once. It's an acceptance of, of the Spirit of God in my life. It's an acceptance of my surrender to Him, His life spared for, shed for me, His blood shed on the cross, Him dying for my sin. And I accept that. And as I accept that, that process is an ongoing thing. It's not something I do one time. It's something I've continually put to practice in my life, in my belief, in my following. It's what it simply means to be a follower of. I haven't followed. I didn't just follow once. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. In other words, it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing event. And I've accepted him in that same process. And I continue to do so. Accepting Christ is a commitment. It's a lifelong journey with great benefits. Now, to give you a little update on Kate's calf, as the days go by and as the weather gets better, I'm sure you can drive by our house and see my precious daughter running through the pasture with this beautiful Bramer Amgus cross chasing after her, loving life and nurturing her heifer to maturity, just like Christ wants to do with us. You understand the process? See, if, if they hadn't, if that, if that calf had not ever accepted that bottle, if that calf had never trusted Kate enough to, to actually accept the nutrients that were in that bottle, what would have happened to that calf? Well, yeah, it would have died. 
It would have died of starvation, all on choice. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was doubt. Maybe it was confusion. You know, Kate obviously didn't look like her mama, but she had that bottle of nutrient. All that KF has to do is accept the nutrient to survive, or at least have a chance at survival. It's ours as too. All we have to do is accept what God's offering us. We accept his sacrifice for us. And as we surrender, as, as we let go of our fears, we let go of our doubt, as we let go of our confusion, and, and we draw closer to him, and we allow him to breathe into us, to speak into us, to pour into us the nutrient of life that we need. We begin to consume his word, and we become healthier, and we become healthier. And all of those things that we were afraid of begin to fade away. Now that calf chases after her and plays in the pasture, knowing that the closer she that calf gets to Kate, the safer she's going to be, and, and the more fed she's going to be, the healthier she's going to be. It's the same with us spiritually. The closer we get to Christ, the closer we get to God, the closer we stay with Him, leaning on Him, trusting Him, believing Him, following Him, allowing Him to breathe over us and pour over us the nutrient of life, the better our life's going to be. Loving life and nurturing. Chase after Christ in this life. He's with you because he promised never to leave us nor to forsake us. What an incredible message to, to come from, uh, again, the, these pastor preachings and the things that God shows me, the things that God's showing Bubba Rutherford. These are, these are just awesome. It's available to everybody. All we have to do is open the eyes of our heart and allow God to show us things in every day around us. His glory, his power is at work around us constantly. He's never leaving us. He's never forsaking us. He, he, he stands right there. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks, waiting for us to open that door and invite him in. What, what are you going to do with that today? Are, are you going to be like that calf? Are you going to be standoffish and, and eventually starve to death because you're unwilling to draw close? You're unwilling to accept what's being offered to you? Man, this is a powerful message. This is way more powerful than, than even I expected it to be when I started this. I, I actually kind of felt like it'd be kind of a lighthearted, nice going sermon, you know, that you could draw from. But understand this, this has got power in it. What, what Bubba's written here is powerful. It's, it's pointing a direction of life that's life or death. If we don't choose to accept the nutrients, if we don't choose to accept everything about Christ, and we can't just accept some. That, that calf couldn't have taken just a couple of drinks out of that bottle and survived. He had to consume the whole thing, and he had to do it again. And then he had to do it again. And then he has to do it again. And he's got to continue to consume the nutrients of life, or he's going to die. We will, too. I, I want you to really understand the power behind this message. I, I so appreciate Bubba Rutherford and allowing me to, to, to elaborate on his messages. Because he, he writes things that just spark life in me. And I want them to spark life in you. We have an opportunity. It's not too late. We, we can still seek after God. We can still surrender to him. We can still give our life and accept what he has to offer in return. And in the process of doing so, as we continue to grow, he'll use us to speak into someone else's life. He's done it with Bob Rutherford. He's doing it with me. He'll do it with you. We're, we're not immune to this. I pray for you right now that you will open your heart and accept what God has to offer, that you'll stop running away, that you'll stop being shy, you'll stop being fearful, that you'll stop being ignorant in your own mind, you'll stop being stubborn, and you'll allow the, the, the nutrients of God 
to pour into you right now, that you'll hear the power and the message that's in this word today and surrender your life to him today, becoming a follower of Christ. No more mouthing of the words, no more just going through the motions, but full surrender, allowing God to to breathe into you the life-giving breath that you desperately need today. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following our broadcast. Thank you for supporting us. I know that many of you are supporting us financially. We greatly appreciate that. If, if you want to join in on that, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. That's L-I-V-I-N, no G, livingloudoutdoors.com. That's pinned right at the top of our Facebook page. Contact us. We'd love to, to, to visit with you. If, if you can support us financially, we would greatly appreciate it. We have all kinds of things going on. Be traveling throughout this year. Uh, a lot of speaking engagements coming up. We don't charge for anything that we do. We just trust that God's going to take care of us, and he does. We do have our duck call drive going on. We're not quite where we need to be with that. Join us on that as well. Our Simple Give link, it's right there, pinned in that story. Easy to follow along on that. You can select that on that on our Simple Give app, our general fund, or our duck call drive to help us achieve the goals we have there. Please continue to pray for us as we continue this journey of seeking out that which is lost so that it may be found. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.